you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Matthew chapter 26, and I will wait till you get your iPhones out and get it rigged up. You need to take notes on your phone too, just write it in there to pick it up. Also, I meant to mention Brad Chastain too is down in his back, we need to pray for him, I know how that is to be out in your back, I'm out in my knees almost. Matthew 26, if you're there, go to verse 14. Matthew 26, 14. <clears throat> then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they bargained, made a deal with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray Jesus. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that, thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover in the house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth and as it is written of him, but woe unto that man of whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, who betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, You done said it. Father, we thank you for the day. Lord, as we come to your table, Lord, we bring nothing. We have nothing to bring. But we thank you that you brought everything. You're still bringing everything. So I pray that you bless in this hour as we think about what you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the word betray is mentioned here no less than three times. Betray. It's a terrible word to me. To be betrayed by a friend. To be betrayed by a spouse. To be betrayed by parents or children. I think about tables. I have good memories of my mother and her table. And I truly am blessed to have a wife who knows how to put a fantastic meal on the table. Tables are important. And I tell you about Lynn. She's constantly watching shows about cooking, getting new ideas, always trying to better herself. And occasionally she'll say, I just want to be a good wife. I said, you're already that. I mean, what's above that? Tables are important. And I think about my mother. What if I, when she fixed a meal, if I said, I ain't eating that junk. I've heard it said, I'm not going to eat that slop. You know what? Oh, you ought to have to go and sit in a place and eat the slop. What if I told Lynn, I'm not eating that junk. It's the same as betraying. It would hurt their feelings. Can you imagine how Jesus must have felt? 
sitting there at the table with those he had called to follow him and to obey him. And in his heart, he knew there was one of them who would betray him. And each one began to say, hey, is it me? Is it me? You and I this morning know if it's us. I don't have to ask you, is it you that betrays the Lord? You know, and I know. Say, how do we betray the Lord? Hey, if somebody needs prayer, and we say, oh, I I don't do that. We've betrayed the Lord because he said to come and call on him. If the person's lost, you say, oh, I don't know nothing about that. We betrayed all that the Lord Jesus has done for us. I thought about the word betray. That's to batter a person. To empty them of all pride. To turn against them. To run away as if you never knew them. To act. If you never ever see them again. To yield to someone else. This is what Jesus faced. As you read the scripture. He knew one of them was going to betray him. Well, Mark and the choir's done a beautiful job of bringing us to the table. And I just want to center around the table. What do we bring? What did he bring? What do we have to offer him today as we come uh, to his table? We bring our needs The greatest need of any person in the world today is a true Savior. And there's only one, and that's Jesus. A true Savior. We need him. He does not need us, but we need a true Savior. We need somebody to offer the sacrifice for our sin because what we have to offer is not good enough. What we have to offer will not pay for our sins. We need a true Savior who is a true sacrifice. What does Jesus bring? As the song said, he brings his body. He said, this is my body. And he brings it in a broken condition. And you know, you realize, I want you to realize something. A person cannot be saved unless the Holy Spirit draws them and they are broken because of their sin in order to be saved. He brings a broken body. This body was beaten. This body was battered. The body was bruised. The body was bloody. For you and me. I can imagine what that scene must have looked like that day. can only imagine a human being being treated as such. He not only brought his body, but he brought his blood during the ice storm and maybe still going the lady was making a plea for blood donations she said we can manufacture about anything but we can't manufacture the blood you and I can do most anything but we cannot manufacture eternal life it only comes through Jesus Christ he brought his body He brought his blood as a payment 
for your sin and mine. And the thing about that payment, it was paid in full. It was not over several payments. When he made the sacrifice, when he made the payment, he made it in full uh, for you and me. He says, come and eat and drink without price. I want to turn. You, you just write this down if you're writing. Isaiah 55, chapter 1. Listen to what Isaiah says. Now, Isaiah, hey, many, many Years before Jesus ever was on the scene. You remember Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I, he says, I saw the Lord. He was high, he was lifted up. His train filled the temple and smoke came down and the pillars of the temple shook. And he said, who will go for us? And Isaiah was under such conviction. He said, here am I, send me. And then he says, it's the salvation through God's grace. And this is what Isaiah says. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. He that hath no money, come, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently, seriously. Unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. He says, Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. He also says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Listen to this. Let the wicked forsake his way and the, uh, and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. It is amazing what God does for you and for me just so we can have eternal life. He has gone all the way, y'all. Barred none. He has gone all the way. And yet some of you, listen, some of you sit here this morning, you might be back tonight. You might be here next Sunday. You might be here Wednesday night. There's a lot of lack of commitment. What if Jesus had said, listen, I'm only going to die for the righteous. <laughs> Who would he been dying for? No one. None of us are righteous. None of us deserve what Jesus paid. But he did it, and he did it for us. Listen, it is time. We're in a brand new year. In fact, today is the last day of January. Can you believe January is history by midnight? Where did it go? It's gone. 31 days is gone. It's spent. What have you, what have I done for Jesus? What do we bring to the table? Nothing. We have nothing to bring. But he invites us to come and taste of heaven's meal. Can you imagine? Listen, I want to tell you exactly what it is. It's the grace of God. What is the grace of God? We sing grace, grace, marvelous grace. What is it? It's God's riches at Christ's expense. He paid it all. And all to him I owe. It's a song that the choir sang. What do we bring? We bring fear. We bring fear. We know where our nation's been or went through the last eight years. Who Only God knows what we will go through for the next. 
And it's so important, y'all, that we be listening and we be praying every day for our nation. We bring fear. Fear of the future. What does the future hold? I have no idea, but I know who holds the future. Praise God, I know that my future is in his hands. I belong to him. It's his business what he does with me. But can you go with me just a moment to the Marcingale family, to the mom and the daddy? A precious little child, short-lived cancer. God's no respecter of persons and neither is cancer. I can't imagine. What do they bring to the table? Can you imagine? Some of you can imagine that. You've you went through what they're going through. We bring fear of the unknown. The song said, we bring shadows of uncertainty. We don't know what's on the other side of that door. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But we must stand on the holy word of God regardless of what it brings. Stand true, stand tall, and stand trustworthy for those who might ask you for help. Shadows of darkness. Listen, it'll dampen our day. It'll cause our day not to go well. It's amazing to me when a day going so well and all of a sudden, one little thing can throw things off. One little thing. He brings hope. That hope, listen, will last forever. Will last forever. I can't imagine eternity other than what the holy word of God says. I can't imagine what awaits us. The Bible says that our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, neither have entered into our hearts the things that await us if we love God. Now you answer this question in your heart and mind. Do you really love God? Are you willing to throw your whole self at his mercy? We all need a touch. We all got problems. It's been said that on every pew, in here on every row, on every seat, you're broken hearted about something. You wish things were better, but they can't be right now. So we must trust in the Lord because he's promised. Listen, this is a serious promise. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be with you. That's a wonderful promise, y'all. I'm going to be with you. Don't you fret. I can handle it. As Jesus might say, if he was standing here today and speaking audibly, he'd say, look, son, don't worry, I got you back. Hey, I got your back. And people today say, don't throw him under the bus. Don't throw Jesus under the bus. I mean, he paid it all for you and me. He gave a full sacrifice. He brings hope to the lost. You're lost this morning. What are you doing about it? You realize you're one heartbeat, one step away from eternity right now. If you stood before God right now, you are me. Why should, you, why should I let you in my heaven? If God asked you that, what would be your answer? Oh, Lord, I went to church, and, and I've been scared, and I've been this, and I, but I just never went forward. I never invited you into my heart. What am I going to do? He's going to say, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Depart from me. It's real, y'all. Eternity is real. Standing before God is real. He gives us peace that passes all understanding. You don't have to understand it. But claim that peace. When you lay down at night to know 
You can't control the world. But to know that you're saved forever and ever. It's a vision. Where is our vision? We need to have the vision of the right way. In, in John's Gospel 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man's going to come to me, no woman, no boy, no girl's going to come to my father unless he pass through me. I beg you, trust me. I've got it all together. I know what's going to happen. I know how the world's going down. The Bible says that the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Ask Joy or Jean, did they know the thief was coming? He made no announcement. He made no phone call. He sent no email. He just broke a window. We can't know. But we know who holds that hour and who holds that future. A vision of the right way. He says, take, eat, and drink. And again, it's all about grace. It's real love. It's not a make-believe love. So what do you bring? We need a real Savior who meets every need. Concerning the Lord's Supper this morning, if you'll listen very carefully, there shouldn't be no doubt, there should be no question this morning. If we're to participate in a worthy manner with the Lord's Supper this morning, we must examine our own hearts, okay? You go to the doctor. Most of them pull out the stethoscope and they begin to listen. What are they listening for? They're not listening for a stomach growl. <laughs> They're listening for a heartbeat. They want to see if the heartbeat's regular. They want to see if there's any skips. We must examine our own hearts. We must judge our sins and confess them to the Lord. You don't have to confess them to me, okay? I'm just your pastor. But you must confess them to the Lord Jesus Christ. To come to the table un with unconfessed sins, listen, this is what you're doing. You become guilty of Christ's blood. For it was sin that nailed him to the cross. Your sin and mine. If we will not judge our own sins, then God will judge our own sins and chasten every son whom he loves unless we confess our sins and forsake them. You see, it's necessary and important. You say, well, as a Christian, when I stand before God, what am I going to give an account for? All right, if you're saved, you're standing before God, you're not going to have to answer for your sins, okay? Those are under the blood. But you will, I will stand before him and answer for the deeds done in this body, whether they be good or bad. You say, what if I'm lost? What am I going to be judged for? You're going to be judged for one simple thing, and that's rejecting Jesus. Jesus used a big word right here, betray. Will you betray him? You say, I want to do right. I want to partake of the Lord's Supper, but I'm lost. What do I need to do? We're going to do something right now that might be out of your category. I want you to bow your head right now. Everybody in this room, bow your head. Now, those of you, those of us who are saved, 
You need to thank God right now. Just whisper a prayer to God, thanking him for being saved. But for those of you who've never accepted Christ, if you would repeat after me and believe what you're saying, Lord Jesus, I come this morning with unconfessed sin. I believe in you, Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you were buried. I believe you arose from the grave. And I believe you stand ready to receive me. So I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and save my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that, then you're good to go for the Lord's Supper. But then you need to make another step. You need to make it public this morning that you prayed that prayer and you've been saved. And you want to follow Jesus in baptism. Don't betray the Lord. I think of, again, in our house, when the boys were at home, thinking about the table. They always invited people to come. Because they knew mama would always have something good. Don't be ashamed to invite people to the Lord's table because Jesus always has what's good. I beg you, I challenge you this morning to obey the Lord. What will you do as we come to the table? Remember, we have nothing to give. Nothing to give but ourselves. So I beg you, I challenge you this morning to obey the Lord in all that he says to do, that we might participate, that we might respond to the Lord in the right way, with the right attitude. So this morning, as we come to the table, it's a sacred time. Our Lord laid his life down. That's what the cracker represents. It represents his body. The juice represents his blood. Folks, he gave it all, not part. He gave it all. The Bible says that that while they were eating, they were already in the upper room. While they were eating, Jesus took a piece of bread and the Bible says he broke it. And the reason he broke it was to signify to them that his body was going to be broken for them. 